0: More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Welcome back to Pastor Ray's life-changing series on Perfecting the Love Walk. Last week, we learned about building this unique and powerfully unselfish relationship with one's neighbor and self. It's one that God doesn't ask that we cultivate, but demands we do. Because God has made no man perfect, walking a more perfect love walk is often a difficult thing to accomplish. This week, Pastor continues to answer some of our most basic questions about this most powerful and spiritually rewarding development of a Christian's character. What exactly is meant by loving one's neighbor as you would love yourself? Is it simply that I do him no harm, or should I be blessing him too? How should I respond when my neighbor's unloving towards me? Is this love ever conditional? Now again, here's Pastor to take us step-by-step step on a lifelong journey of how best to love God, your neighbor, and yourself by simply perfecting your love walk.
1: I think we ought to look at every unlovely person that comes across our path as an opportunity to perfect our love walk. Because you are seeing our walk has nothing to do with how others walk. It all has to do with the way we walk. My love walk has nothing to do, you know, is not controlled by your actions or your inactions. My love walk is solely my responsibility. It's not your responsibility. If you irritate me and agitate me and I fly off the handle, it's not your responsibility or your fault that I flew off the handle. It's my, my fault and my responsibility to learn how to get hold of certain things so that I can, in every situation, you know, develop it and work on it and perfect it so that eventually I learn how to respond in love and rather respond than react in a given situation. So here in this Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 1, he says it this way, it says it this way, be therefore imitators of God. Now here's the amplified part copy him and follow his example as well-beloved children imitate their father. So what I learned from this verse, like I said before, first of all, we're commanded to walk by love. So it's something that we have got to really develop and perfect in our lives because God requires us, is really requiring me to walk in love. It's not just merely a suggestion. But I like the way the Amplified says "Is copy him and follow his example, right? As well-beloved children imitate their father. Well, beloved children imitate their father. Well, this teaches me something, that people in the world are going to think things about God by the way we represent God. And the way we represent God is by the actions of our life. And according to this verse, we, what I get out of this is that we are, we are really showing the world who God is by our actions. See? So he says here, he says, imitate as well, beloved children imitate their father. Well what did what did Jesus lay down? What did what did the Father lay down? That Jesus died for us. Took our sin, our punishment. He took it upon himself. He wasn't deserving of it. But yet he still took it. He still took the shame and took all that God was said against us and made peace between us and the Father. So so he says, walk in love. And the thing that that you know startles me um, so much so often is how far, people come from the love walk. And I can't understand how people can get so off course. One of the things we studied, we looked at, is that when you're, when you're not walking in love, you're out of the will of God. When you're not walking in love, you're not rightly representing who, who the Father is because you are the representative of God. You represent God in the, in the world. So when you're not walking in love, you're not representing uh, who God is. And we could be giving a mixed message to people. We, we we could really be responsible for someone not accepting the Lord because of our behavior and the way we act. How many of you would agree with me that God has shown you and me a lot of mercy and a lot of forgiveness. Well, well, walking the love walk means that we are, have to represent God in that way. If God has shown that forgiveness and that mercy to me, then how you know, how how much more should I show it to somebody else? I when when I start thinking those thoughts, I start remembering the times that I blew it. The times that I made a mess. The times that I needed forgiveness. The times that I, you know, ruffled somebody's feathers. So, anybody know what I'm talking about? So, I immediately start to think, you know, when I want to get hard on somebody else, I start thinking, dear God, who am I to point a finger at them? Who am I to be so hard on them? I'm just as guilty. Hallelujah. You know, one of the reasons why I tend to sometimes, and this has gotten better over the years, but uh, my family will probably say amen when I say this, but I tend to be very hard on people, or I I used to be. I didn't hear any amens from my family, but that's all right. Very hard on them, but, but I come to find out the reason why I tend to be hard on, or used to be hard, harder on other people, is because I'm very hard on myself. You see, I, I, I hold a very high standard in my own life, and that's good, but you can't hold such a high standard that you can't ever get there. Because we're human, and we're not perfect, and we're never going to get to that place. But you see, I found in, in my life that many times I wasn't walking in love because I had this high standard, and I thought I had it all together, and I thought I was just, you know, Mr. Perfect, and, and, and I'm pointing my finger at everybody else because I think I have it together, but then to come find out that somewhere down the road, I didn't really meet my own expectations, and then I went through guilt and shame, and, and, and then little by little, God began to show me that listen, you're being hard on yourself, and that's why you're being hard on others. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You see, one of the most important things you have to do is you have to learn to love yourself first. Because if you can't love yourself, you're never gonna love other people. One of the reasons why we don't walk in love with other people, we can't love other people because we don't love ourselves. And the reason why you don't love yourselves is because maybe you're holding a high standard over your own life. And you see, I found this one thing. You fall more in love with God every day. You fall more in love with Jesus every day. And all of these high expectations are going to melt away in your life. The more in love you fall with God, the more in love you'll fall with people. The more closely... Yep. The more closely you walk with God, with the Lord, closely in love with God, the more you'll walk the love walk.
0: Amen.
1: And that's really, I believe, that's, that's the biggest symptom. Because as, uh, as a pastor, I have to identify symptoms. And I believe, I see one of the symptoms. That, see, the reason why people sometimes get jealous of somebody else or get hard on somebody. Because they see somebody at a place or having things that they want to be at or have in their own life. And because they're not there, and because they don't have those things, they haven't gotten to that place yet, jealousy, envy begins to grow within them, and and they begin to walk far from love, from the love walk with that person. You become intimidated by that person. You become, you know, you you feel less than. You feel, uh, well, intimidated, I guess, is the best word. And we've got to deal with that, because that's an issue that really holds us back from walking the love walk. See, what you've got to do is you've got to do what the Bible says. You've got to learn to rejoice with those who are rejoicing. And you've got to learn to weep with those who are weeping. You see, you've, you've got to understand that, that, listen, and this is what I did in my life. I said, Lord, I can rejoice with that person even though they're in a place I'm not. And even though they have more than I have. I'm not going to allow that to get in my way and cause me to, to be jealous or envious, envious of them or talk about them or try to bring them down. I'm going to rejoice with them because I know your word. Your word says that you're not a God. You're not a God who takes sides or is a, shows favoritism. Whatever you've done for them, you will do for me if I will just maintain my level of integrity in my walk with you. And that's really what it comes down to. Often people walk out of, walk away from the love walk and, and don't walk the love walk to the level that they should or are called to is because they're envious, they're jealous of other people. I've seen this in ministry all these 30 some years that I've been in ministry, I've seen it over and over again. It's like a man once said, um, and, and I didn't come up with this saying, and I don't believe this saying, but I, I understand. The man said it this way. He said, I love the ministry. It's the people I can't stand. <laughs> Why? Because people get involved in these interpersonal discrepancies and arguments and, and, and these relationships go crazy. If we could all just learn to walk in love, each and every one of us, you see, but people get all funky, man, especially if you give them a little responsibility and you put, man, they get funky all of a sudden, you know. They're pushing, shoving, uh, trying to, see, there, there are no superstars here. There's only one superstar, and his name is Jesus Christ, right? If we could just... If we could just learn to humble ourselves one to the other and appreciate uh, each other and what God is doing in our lives, this would be walking the love walk. And this is something we've got to get perfected because, folks, we're representing God in the world. How are they ever going to believe our message if they see all of these discrepancies in the body and the way that we, we walk? How, how are they ever going to believe us if we don't demonstrate to the world this love that really, really has overtaken our own lives? We've got to get back to that. You realize that Christianity is the only, the only religion where you accept Jesus into your life and the moment you do that, your life begins a change process. It's the only only, only religion. Why? Because it is the truth. Because it is the only way. Right. So when we, when we accepted the Lord, we got this love on the inside of us. But, but we've got to let this love come out of us. We've got to perfect this walk every day of our lives. Can I get a better amen than that? Amen. All right. All right, so let's look at some verses here today. Go a little deeper into this. Let's go to first, uh, I'm sorry, not first, John, where am I? Romans, chapter 13. Romans, the book of Romans, chapter 13. Let's look at some verses and we'll talk about it. This is astounding. What I'm going to share with you here simplifies and is the crux and the heart of this Christian faith that we, we believe and we hold to. And in verse eight, Paul, writing to the church at Rome, says it this way: Is everybody there? Sam, there. All right. Thirteen, verse eight. Owe no one anything except to love one another. Now listen to what he says: For he who loves another has fulfilled the law. Now he goes on. Now this is, this is astounding. Listen at what he says: For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder. You shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, you shall not covet, and if there are any other commandments, are all summed up in this saying, namely, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no harm to a neighbor, therefore love is the fulfillment of the law. So Paul teaching us something here, so powerful, so awesome. He says, listen, he said, you can take... Basically, because when he's saying, you know, do not commit adultery, do not commit murder, do not... He's talking about the Ten Commandments, which are the law or part of the law that was given to Moses, right? He says, you can take all of these commandments, you can take all of these things and roll it up into one simple phrase. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. All be summed up into this one simple thing. So if if you want to, if you want to please God and you want to live the word and it all it all comes down to this one thing love your neighbor as you love yourself so simple so simple he takes all of the complexities of the word the 10 commandments the prophets the law take the whole old testament and just ball it up and sum it up into this one little saying see how see how the lord wants to make everything simple for us love your neighbor as yourself and then I love what verse, verse 10 says. Love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. So if I'm walking in love, I'm not going to do anything that's going to hurt uh, another person. You know, I was thinking about this. You know, I'm a news hound. I love to watch the news. And you see on the news every day, somebody's killing somebody. Somebody's hurting somebody. Somebody, you know, the other, the other night, uh, three teenagers were trick-or-treating. Somebody ran them over, killed them dead, left the car, and took off, you know. I mean, I ran over a squirrel a couple of years ago, and I, I was in guilt for a whole week. I mean, I felt bad about it the whole week. I kept thinking about that poor squirrel, and every time I drove by, I saw the dead squirrel. I said, I did that. <laughs> Yet, we live in a society where people can run over a human being, a child, and drive away and think nothing of it and try to, try to hide from it. Come on. You, you, know, what, you know what the reason is? See, you, you, can, you can get frustrated you can get angry by it and get, you know, get angry over it so and so on and so forth. But the reason is that they don't have the love of God in them. Because when you have the love of God in your heart, when you are hurt or you're supposed to, when you hurt or offend another person, you are convicted by your actions and it doesn't make you feel real good. Because true love, when you're walking in love, you don't want to hurt another person. You don't want to do harm to another person. And especially to someone in the body of Christ to your brothers and sisters in the body of Christ. So he says, love is the fulfillment of the law because love love will do no harm to, to his neighbor. But you'd be surprised at the stuff that we that I deal with as a pastor. Like I said before, you give somebody a little authority and they start pushing their authority. They're, they're you know, uh, doing all, you know, you, you elders work with me. You know the stuff that we go through. And it's amazing to me. And I just keep, I just look, I sit back and I say as a pastor... Why do I have to go over this stuff with people over and over again? If everyone would just do what Jesus taught us to do, walk in love. If you would just walk in love, it's not going to matter if your point is not made. It's not going to matter if someone doesn't fully understand you. It's not going to matter to you if you're not, you know, you're not always upfront. Because, you know, really the way way it it ought to be is like when when it's your turn to be up front, then that's fine. You know, everyone's going to rejoice and clap and be happy for you. But what you need to do is when you're in the background, you need to rejoice and clap and be happy for the person that's up front. I'm not going to do any harm to a neighbor. I'm not going to tear down another human being. I'm not going to do things that could be potentially devastating to their, uh, you know, their integrity or to their reputation. You see? Love does no harm to a neighbor. You see, because we've reduced it, many of us reduce this love walk to "I love you." Oh, you're so special.") But then we turn around and we slice people up with our words. Do you realize how powerful your words are? By your words, you'll be justified. By your words, you'll be condemned. Life and death are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat of its fruit. You don't realize how powerful the words you say. You know, I learned something. I learned something. One of, the, one of the best ways to keep your love walk on track. You ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? The best way that you want it, you want it, I'll give you one simple way to keep your love walk on track. You ready? Are you ready? Keep your mouth shut. <laughs> you may think it, you may feel it, but don't say it. Because the minute you release words, words have creative power. And you begin to create, and that's how people create messes in their life. Because when you speak words of condemnation or words of judgment or words of criticism, words of harshness, you're not walking in love, and when you're not walking in love, you're out of the will of God, and you open your life to the destruction of the devil or by the devil. You open your life to the enemy to come in and do whatever he wants to do. Often people, before when we were talking about communion. You remember, I said in in that verse, Paul teaching the Corinthians about communion. He says, Some of you are sick, weak, and even have died prematurely. Why? Because you did not discern the body of Christ. In other words, you weren't walking in love with your brother and your sister, and as a result, you opened up your life to the destruction of the flesh by the devil. We don't realize how we open our lives to the enemy's attacks because we don't walk in love. This is powerful, this is so important. So he says, you know, the Bible teaches us very, very clearly here that that all of the law, you see, because a person can say, well, I'm a good person, I do this, I do that. You're trying to live by the law. And there's only one law that you live by, and that's the law of love. If you're living by the law of love and demonstrating love the way God defines love, then you have fulfilled all of the commandments and the dictates of the law. He made it very, very simple. Very, very simple. See, because if, if, you're, if you're walking in love, you're not going to hurt another human. You're not going to kill them. You're not going to steal from them. You're not going to cheat, cheat them. You're not going to lie. And listen, let me tell you what. Let's, let's talk about that lie thing for a while. Because sometimes we don't think we're lying. You know, we, we take a lie and we dress it all up. Put a little tuxedo on it. And try to pass it off? It's just a lie dressed up with a tuxedo. Right? We do little, little, little things, you know, to manipulate and to, 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 you know, kind of get people to do what we want them to do. That's devious. That's not walking in love. Am I speaking to anybody here or am I just talking to myself? Love. Go ahead. Here, here's something. If I'm doing something that's irritating my brother or my sister in our relationship, if I'm truly walking in love with that person, and he he mentions that to me, that's bothering me or you're making me uncomfortable with that, I wouldn't persist and continue in that behavior or activity that irritates or bothers my brother or my sister. I would seek to change it because love seeks to do no harm to its neighbor. True love purposes to build people to encourage people to draw the best out of people but we go back to my little little teaching before what I said at the beginning of this teaching is that we have a hard time drawing the best out of others because we're sometimes afraid they're going to be better than us if i encourage this person too much you know you know like sister is doing really good on that diet if i keep encouraging her she's going to be skinnier than me <laughs> you know right brother's looking pretty snappy there if I keep this up he's going to look better than I do you know he's really got his act together you know what I'm saying so what happens is that we we hold back because we're afraid that maybe someone's going to get ahead but you know what I found out something in my life and this principle I live by every person that I cross paths with all I try to do is build them up build them up. Listen, you invest and build up somebody else and encourage somebody else along the way. Do you think that God's going to leave you behind? When you walk the love walk, when you do this the way God instructs us to do it, you will never end up at the bottom of the barrel or holding the, end, the bottom end of the stick. You will always rise to the top. Like I said before, so someone gets a little bit ahead. Praise God. Just rejoice with those who rejoice. rejoicing. Your, your turn is coming. Your turn is coming. Your time is coming. You see? Because what happens is someone has a little bit more than you have, dresses a little bit better than you have, and then we become intimidated, and instead of, you know, we want to tear them down because we don't want them to get ahead of us. So the way we build ourselves up is we tear others down. That's That's not walking in love. The way that we go higher is, according to the Word of God, we go lower. He who humbles himself, according to the Word of God, shall be exalted. You go lower. As you go lower, God will be be sure that you will rise to the top. But you see, but us see if you're if you're insecure because someone's got something more or has something more than you have, or is in a place that's better than you, or you know has a has maybe a perceived greater talent than you, or whatever it be. You can't see, I've got to a place in my life. It's not about me. It's about the kingdom. It's about building a kingdom. It's not, we get so self centered and so selfish. And when we get self centered and selfish, we're not walking in love. Because love purposes to build and to help. And he said, do it. Do it. Do it. Follow the example that that Jesus laid down. And the, the example that Jesus laid down was that he laid his life down for you when he wasn't even guilty. He took and paid the price for a mess that we made. Do you understand that? He paid the price for a mess that you and I made. And he did it willingly. He demonstrated that love in such a profound and powerful way.
0: Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray.